0: No purchase necessary boywear prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on Vison the Sports Betting
4: Network. Saturday night live in Las Vegas. This is our NFL preview show, Sunday Bet Prep from the Circus Sportsbook, and it's a energetic atmosphere here to say the least. The world's largest sports book is jam-packed tonight for college football, but Will Hill, my co-host. And I will talk NFL betting for the next three hours. And how about this star studded guest lineup we got tonight? Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook Director, professional better, Paul Bovey from somewhere in Mexico, Dave Tooley, the V senior reporter and dog player, and also in the final hour tonight, Scott Kellen, NFL handicapping specialist, uh, four guests. And right now, let's pull in my co host. Will Hill, who's uh, via Skype from his estate somewhere in Connecticut. How you doing, Will?
1: Matt, what's going on, man? It's funny. It seems like just a week or two ago we are getting ready for Bills and Rams Thursday night football, and you look up, and it's week 10. We're already in the second half of the season. Thanksgiving approached us. Uh, it just seems like every year this season goes by quicker and quicker. And uh, a strange week, too, because we have so much quarterback information news with, in terms of the Rams-Cardinals games, obviously everything with Allen, Tannehill. I can't remember a week that was busier in terms of information regarding the quarterbacks.
4: Yeah, there's a lot to talk about tonight, and that's good because we got three hours to do it. And uh, we got four guests to join us uh, during those three hours. So uh, follow Will Hill on Twitter, by the way, at NotTheWillHill. Well, I'm in a good mood tonight, man. I stopped at McDonald's on my way here, and I had a McRib for my pregame meal. How about you? What do you have tonight?
1: That's pretty good. We had a, a kid's party earlier, so I had a little pizza, some salad. Uh, you can <laughs> just never go wrong with pizza. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I got some good fuel in me. Excited to talk about these games. All
4: right, let's do it. We're going to start here with the uh, game in Las Vegas. Colts and Raiders, There's, there are a lot of things to uh, talk about surrounding these two teams right now. Uh, the Colts are 3-5. and five excuse me, three, five, and one. Don't forget to push in week one against the Texans. The Raiders, two and six. But I do my uh, usual Saturday morning spot with Michael Lombardi, and I said, Michael, which team is a bigger mess uh, right now? Is it the Colts? Is it the Raiders? And he said it's the Raiders who have the worst record. I think most people would agree. Or actually, sorry, he said the Colts are a bigger mess. And um, I think most people would agree that Indianapolis, because of what's happened here with Jeff Saturday being hired as a, interim head coach Uh, the Colts look like the more dysfunctional organization at this point now the Raiders uh, are just as much of a mess on the field but they are two and six and they're home favorites and the line has crashed a little bit this will uh, this week will how about you which team is more of a mess the Colts or the Raiders heading into week 10.
1: I'll go with the Raiders are the bigger mess. I think they're the better team. They clearly have more talent than Indy, but for me, the tiebreaker is anytime you have Mahomes in your division and you don't have your stuff figured out, that's a big issue. And this is a team made the playoffs last year. They got rid of their coach. They were expecting to take a step forward and they've taken two steps back. They bring in Adams. They gave up a lot of draft capital to do it. They just can't seem to, to put it all together. They can't seem to get all their guys on the field at the same time. I mean, that's a hell of a quartet when healthy between Waller, Renfro, Jacobs, and Adams. It's just Waller never plays. Renfro's really had a down year. He's hurt now. Uh, so, it, you know, I mean, look, Indy's no bargain, but you're at least in the South where you can figure, you know what, you get a high pick this year. You can figure out things going forward where Tennessee's become a good organization, but it's not like you have to deal with Mahomes and Herbert. So neither situation is ideal, but I would say Oakland or, or the Vegas Raiders are in a little bit
4: worse shape. Yeah, I think it's fair to say neither situation is ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, far from it as we head into week 10. Uh, let's hear from Jeff Saturday. He was an ESPN analyst a week ago, former Pro Bowl center for the Colts, Peyton Manning center. Uh, really no previous head coaching experience. I think he uh, was a head coach for some games in the, a high, at the high school level, uh, possibly, or something like that. Uh, but Jeff Saturday talking about why he is qualified for the job, why he's ready to lead the Colts into Las Vegas as the interim head coach in week 10. Let's hear from Saturday.
5: I'm completely comfortable in who I am as a man, bro. I know I can lead men. I know I know the game of football, and I'm passionate about it. I have no fear about, are you as qualified as somebody else? Bro, I spent 14 years in a locker room. I went to the playoffs 12 times. I had, I got five dudes in the Hall of Fame that played with it. You don't think I've seen greatness? You don't think I've seen how people prepare, how they coach, how they GM, how they work? I mean, won Super Bowls, been to two, like, here's the deal, man. None of us are promised a good job. I may be terrible at this. And after eight games, I'll say, God bless you. I am no good. I may be really good at it. I got no idea, but I dang sure ain't going to back down. I can tell you that. I mean, listen, if life ain't an adventure, it ain't for
4: nothing. It it ain't for me. I'm ready to go do this. I I take a challenge head on. All right, look at Will Hill right now. He's ready to run through a brick wall for Jeff Saturday. You're fired up, aren't you?
1: I'm ready to go. You know, look, (laughs) I I don't know if this is going to work. My guess is it probably won't. I do also think, well, you know, we can have two thoughts at the same time. I don't think it's going to work. It's a strange move, very strange move. I mean, when I saw this, you know, I'm sure it was like everybody else where you do a double take. That being said, it's not like they went to Target and just, you know, blindfoldedly picked out a cashier and gave him a, unif- a whistle and a headset. He's played with Peyton Manning. Like he says, he's been to Super Bowls, Pro Bowls. He was a center, which is a cerebral position. It's it's somebody with a little bit of experience in terms of football. Now, yeah. is it, it a normal hire? It, it's definitely out of the box, of course, but I think it, a little bit is being overdone in terms of, wow, they just picked somebody out of the stands to coach the team. It's not quite that bad.
4: Yeah, Saturday's never coached above the high school level. Uh, like you said, he's got elite experience as a player. I don't think it's the um, ridiculous joke that a lot of people think it is, uh, right. that he's been, hey, look, And here's why, Will. Look around the NFL right now at some of the clowns who are head coaches in this league, and you tell me that Jeff Saturday can't be as good or uh, as bad as some of the guys like Nathaniel Hackett. Um, You know, I could go down the list of uh, guys who are buffoons. Mike McCarthy's been a buffoon for a long time. It's still a mystery what he does with the Cowboys, but they're winning right now, so nobody's talking about it. How about Dennis Allen with the Saints? Uh, We could go on and on of guys who have been fired for the past – in the past 10 or uh, 20 years. Uh, Saturday may go down as a a gigantic bust and a big mistake by the Colts. But, hey, man, there are some other really bad head coaches in the NFL.
1: Right, and he's probably going to come in and not do a whole lot other than delegate, hey, you call the plays on offense, you call the plays on defense. So, I mean, there's a way to sort of uh, de-escalate the power that he's in and Mm -hmm. just sort of delegate that, that sort of deal. Um, so, look, we saw Nash in basketball, Steve Nash. We saw Jason Kidd go right from playing to coaching. We haven't seen it in football. Uh, the bottom line, though, you could bring Vince Lombardi out of his grave and coach his team. This team can't get a first down. I mean, that, that game against New England last week was one of the worst offensive performances you'll see all year. They actually played okay on defense, mm-hmm. but, I mean, it doesn't matter who you make the coach. This team just doesn't have a lot of talent on offense. Now, they get Taylor back, but, boy, that was a, uh, a brutal showing last week in Foxborough.
4: I mean, can, can Jeff Saturday be worse than Dan Campbell in Detroit? It's, exactly. You know, I mean,
1: really, yeah, no. I mean, and again, even if he was great, what's this team really going to do? It's a lost year. It's a right. bad team. They, they go through this cycle where they just have a new quarterback every single year. It's it's tough. They'll probably pick him at the top of the draft, top five or seven or so, and sort of recycle probably with a new coach, new quarterback next year, and go from there.
4: Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona. I'm just trying to think there's, of some of the guys a lot of them. around the league. There are guys who were clowns. and. You can actually uh, talk about guys who have been, like I said, been fired in the past 10 or 20 years. Uh, Yeah, I don't think it's uh, optimal to uh, hire Jeff Saturday as your interim coach, but I also don't think it's the worst thing in the world like a lot of people in the media are painting it out to be uh, this week. But this game Sunday, that's why it's so intriguing, Will, and that's why we led with it to open this show because which team is more of a mess, the Colts or the Raiders? We're going to find out on the field Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. And Right now the Raiders four-point favorites. That number has crashed It was as high as uh, six or six-and-a-half this week. But the Raiders have some serious injury concerns uh, when you look at the offensive side of the football. It's Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller, the tight end, on IR. Like you said, those guys really haven't contributed much at all this season. They were Derek Carr's go-to guys in the past. Obviously, that's Devontae Adams now. But the Raiders also really banged up on the defensive side. uh, And that's why this line has dropped a couple points just Saturday Uh, coaching I don't think plays any factor at all into the number in this game. Do you agree?
1: I do agree. I don't know if you have a play on this game. I do not. I will guarantee you one thing, though. Anybody that bets on this game, doesn't matter which side you choose, if you lose, you're going to feel like an idiot. Say, how Uh, did I bet on the Colts with an interim coach who's never coached before? Why did I bet on this team? Which I know a lot of sharp people are on the Colts. And then if you bet the Raiders and you lose, you say, boy, this team is not four or five points better than anybody. Why am I laying <laughs> points with this team? So this is one. I'm just staying away. I, I think anyone who makes a bet on this, if you lose, you're going to have some regret.
4: I did make a contest play on this game. Uh, we'll talk about that later in the show. So that's a tease, Will. We'll get to that later. Uh, I want to uh, throw one more thing at you here. Uh, let's listen to Stephen Jones, president of the Cowboys, talk about OBJ. We're going to preview the Cowboys-Packers game next. Uh, but I want to look forward down the road a little bit and here and see if the Cowboys are going to add a star receiver uh, to their offense. Let's hear from uh, Steven Jones and his perspective on uh, what might happen with OBJ.
5: We've always emphasized around here, that player acquisitions 365 days a year. Uh, certainly, uh, uh, you know, we played against Odell most of his career when he was with the giants. And uh, he's one of those guys that, uh, you know, he, he, he can hurt you. And, uh, uh, and I know he made a bunch of big plays against us. And uh, he's a free agent out there and certainly a guy that, uh, uh, you know, you have to be well, looking into in terms of uh, how he could make our team better. Obviously what he did for the Rams last year in their Super Bowl run uh, was, uh, you know, he, it was huge. And uh, gets to the game and it looks like he's going to have an MVP-type performance and then he has the unfortunate injury. But certainly, uh, you know, we're always – uh, open uh, to making our team better uh, to have a guy like Odell Beckham if he's recovered from his knee which it sounds like he has uh, you know is a great way to make your team better so it's natural that we would uh, have interest in that and uh, certainly uh, you know like any free agent uh, he, he can go anywhere he wants in terms of all 32 but uh, you know we, we want to make our compelling case and uh, certainly uh, at the end of the day uh you know, It's about business as well, so uh, we'll just roll up our sleeves and uh, see if there's an opportunity for uh, us to uh, put a star on Odell's helmet.
4: Right, that's Stephen Jones, president of the Cowboys, and that was Sirius XM NFL Radio. Hold that thought, Will Hill. We're going to talk about the Cowboys and Packers up next. Stay tuned here on our NFL preview show, Sunday Bet Prep.
0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void. were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on Veasan, the Sports Betting Network.
4: All right, welcome back to segment of Sunday Bet Prep. is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction. You're seeking Zen nicotine pouches, might surprise you. Zen's made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco leaf free, plus it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zen online or find a store near you at zen.com, that's ZYN.com today. And warning: this product contains nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right, back here on the Sunday Bet Prep Show, our NFL preview show for Week Ten. Johnny Avello of DraftKings is on deck. Will Hill is my co-host tonight from uh, his remote location in Bethany, Connecticut. Uh, Will, let's talk about the Cowboys and the Packers. We're here to Stephen Jones, the uh, Packers—excuse me, the Cowboys—executive VP talking about uh, adding OBJ. Uh, potentially to the Cowboys' offense. I think that's something that's probably going to happen. Right now, the Cowboys are 6-2 and two coming out of the bye. They're two games behind the Eagles in the NFC East. So let's talk about this division right now, which uh, looks like the best in the NFL. Uh, how do you feel about the Cowboys coming out of the bye? And Aaron Rodgers as a 4, 4.5-point four home dog, we don't see this. We haven't seen this in Aaron Rodgers' career where he's catching points like this at home. Are the Packers do the Packers have too many problems for you to play here? And do you think the Cowboys are in a better spot because they're coming out of the buy at six and two?
1: I haven't bet the Packers yet, but I'm probably going to, mm-hmm. I think this is a little bit of an overreaction. If you dig a little deeper, I think there there's a, Sort of a narrative around the, the Packers that they're a terrible team. You look a little deeper. They've just been really bad on fourth down. They've been really bad in the red zone. They're not a bad team. They're obviously a disappointing team, but they're more like an average team. To me, four points at home is a lot. That's, you know, that's really saying that Dallas is seven points better on a neutral field. To me, that's an overreaction. Um, if Green Bay is going to make a run, which they're probably not going to, they're going to need to win this game tomorrow. So the season's on the line. You're home. You're getting four points. I could only look to the Packers tomorrow, so I would take the four. I'm probably going to end up betting Green Bay. I think this is an overreaction. All
4: right. The uh, the Packers do have some problems on defense, too. I think their best yeah. player on that side of the ball, Rashawn Gary, out for the season on offense. They lost the uh, rookie wide receiver from Nevada, Romeo Dobbs, who's uh, really been Aaron Rodgers' most reliable targets. So the injury situation is not good. Also in the offensive line, David Bakhtiari's been banged up, and he hasn't been able to play a full game in a while. So it's, um, it's not a pretty picture as far as the injuries go for the Packers. But I tend to agree with you. Sometimes you just have to uh, plug your nose, buy on bad news, and uh, I think that's what you got to do with the Packers here. Uh, I hate – I'm not crazy about it. I had to – I spent all week trying to talk myself into this, Will. And I actually have not bet it, but I did use it as a contest play. And uh, we'll talk about that later in the show. But – uh, Paul Bovee, our second guest tonight, does have a play on this game as well. Uh, I think he's got a play on the total. Uh, so we'll talk about that with Paul in hour number two. All right, more on the uh, NFC East. Let's go to the Texans and the Giants up there in your neck of the woods. And uh, the Giants coming out of the bye, and they lost in Seattle before the bye. And they are now four-and-a-half-point favorites. This number opened five and a half, four and a half Four-and-a-half-point home favorites over the Texans. And it uh, looks like a cheap price here against one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in the NFL right now, Will.
1: Yeah, it's funny. You know, these games to me, they're all price sensitive because there was a six early in the week. I did bet the Texans for a small bet, but the more I looked at it and the line moved towards the Giants lane now, four and a half. You know what? Martin Dale, the Giants defensive coordinator, he's going to blitz Davis Mills, who I think Davis Mills is an adopted son of yours. That's your guy. I know you love him. He has not been that great this year. (laughs) Uh, The Texans are bad against the run. That's a bad recipe against Barkley. Dable's a good coach here off a bye with extra time to prep. This feels like a Giants win. Do they win it by a field goal? Do they win it by six? Well, I paid to find out. I I would feel pretty comfortable (laughs) laying the four and a half here with the Giants. This was one of my contest plays. Look, you, you got to pick five of them. So, would figure the Giants get it done. If you look, their schedule is pretty easy. They still got the Lions. They still got Washington twice. There's a, a path for them to get to ten wins, but they're just a much better team. Houston probably uh, the worst team in the league. So, I do like the Giants tomorrow.
4: Yeah, Giants do have a soft schedule. It's been soft the entire way. It's been soft up to this point, and sure. uh, that's a big reason the Giants are six and two. But Brian Dable's done a hell of a job here. Uh, when I look at the matchup specifically, Will. This is what concerns me about uh, betting the Texans' side, so I didn't do it. This Houston run defense is a disaster. And Saquon Barkley could have a monster game against this Houston defense.
1: Well, yeah, we saw the Titans two weeks ago basically running the wishbone, just handing it to Henry yeah. and Hilliard every play, and they got 300-plus yards. They got seven yards a clip. That's when they knew it was coming, so... Yeah, I think uh, Jones with his legs, Barkley, you get some creativity there. I mean, it's not going to be pretty. It's never pretty with the Giants. This is not an explosive team. They've certainly overachieved when you look at their talent compared to the record. But I I think they'll get it done tomorrow. And like I said, Martindale blitzing Mills, making him uncomfortable, I think will be a key to the game. So I like the Giants in this one.
4: Uh, What made you think I was such a big Davis Mills fan? I do like him, but I'm not like president of his uh, fan club or anything like that.
1: I just remember you like, you know, I listened to your Are show. You? I remember we talked, I was on earlier, earlier in the year with you. You were, you were big on Mills. I, I know you <laughs> thought he was an underrated quarterback. You know, it, it's funny. We're kind it's kind of tongue in cheek, but if you look at the 2021 draft class in terms of the quarterbacks, Lance Lawrence Wilson, um, I mean, it's really been a shaky class. Mills is right in that mix with all those guys, even though he went much later, but um, look, I, I think he's okay. He's probably long-term. He's probably a good backup.
4: Yeah, I, I think so as well. I mean, he's a starter for um, a, a bottom-tier team or a really bad yeah. team, and he's he's best suited as a backup. But you're right, and I think that was a comment I made uh, before the season or early in the season when uh, we had you on the show Is that uh, I, I said Davis Mills was kind of a steal in, the, in that draft. If you compare him to the other quarterbacks in that right. same draft, those other guys – Uh, are starting to look like bust. And Davis Mills looks uh, pretty good at this point. By the way, the Houston run defense I was talking about, uh, that's been such a disaster, allowing 181 yards per game, Will, that's 32 yards worse than the 31st-ranked run defense. This is a really bad Houston run defense.
1: Yeah, and of course part of that is they're losing a lot, so teams are going to run it more. But, yeah, this, uh, this run defense is not pretty. Barkley... I don't have his rushing prop in front of me. I would only look towards the over, though. Usually I like to play the under on these things, but Barkley uh, should have a monster day tomorrow.
4: All right, one more game in the NFC East we can talk about here, and uh, it's Monday night, Commanders and the Eagles. And uh, obviously the Eagles are 8-0 coming into this one. These teams matched up early in the season. It was a blowout in favor of Philadelphia. Eagles 11-point home favorites, total of 43-and-a-half. How do you handicap the rematch, Will? I can't lay
1: it with the Eagles. I think you're paying a tax on the Eagles. They've been good, obviously, straight up. They're undefeated. They didn't cover the other night against the Texans, but they've been really good against the spread as well. So I think you're paying the tax. If anything, I would take Washington. This is a lot of points for a division game, prime time. Uh, I just don't have the appetite to bet it yet. Philly's really good. Philly dominated them their first meeting in Washington. That's going to be a hostile crowd Monday night in, uh, in Philly. So... It would be Washington or pass, but I'm, I'm leaning
4: towards a pass here. It was week three, the first time these teams met, 24-8 to 8 in favor of Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts with a big game, 340 passing yards and three touchdowns, no picks. Uh, assess the quarterback play if you can for these two teams, because uh, I've been a J- big Jalen Hurts proponent uh, going back to the summer. I said he was going to have a breakout season, and that's happened. A lot of people scoffed every time I did it. Every radio or TV show I went on, when I, ta- when I propped up uh, – uh, Philadelphia and Jalen Hurts, I, I got um, a lot of skepticism on the other side. Oh, I don't like Jalen Hurts. He's no good. He's not an accurate passer. Uh, Hurts, right now, in the middle of the MVP conversation. So I was right about that. Uh, but I was wrong about another thing, which I'll talk about later, when I was, uh, I was uh, hyping up the Saints over the summer, too, and that's been a bust. Uh, but how about this Washington team? Do you believe uh, the commanders are better with Tyler Heineke at quarterback?
1: Oh, yeah. I think they're pretty clearly better. Not that Heineke. I mean, look, we talk about uh, Mills as being a a career backup. Heineke is a glorified backup. If If you have him as your backup, you're really lucky. If you have him as your starter, you probably need a new starter. He's on that fringe. But he's certainly better than Wentz. I think he gives the team a little lift. Uh, you know, he puts his body on the line. He runs. He does give them a little energy. They have a pretty good front seven, so this is not a terrible team. I mean, look, they were up 17-7 on Minnesota last week with a chance to go to five and four. So I think if you think of Washington, you think of, like, a two and six team. This team has actually been pretty competitive. So, like I said, if if anything tomorrow, I would take the 11, but probably not going to be a pass on, on the Monday night game. Uh, and, and you're right about Hurts. He's just gotten a lot better. I thought last year he was – Putting up a lot of stats in garbage time, but this year he's just been dominant. They've been, uh, they have been unbelievable. Again, it's been against a soft schedule, but hey, mm-hmm. you can only play who you play.
4: Well, the thing about Jalen Hurts, if you uh, read a lot about him, if you know about him, he's a really he's a highly intelligent guy, and he's one of the hardest workers in the league. Right. He's a tireless worker, always trying to get better. If you got a, a smart guy who's a team leader who's uh, also your hardest worker, then you've got something. So the Eagles surrounded him with playmakers. And that was a very smart thing that the Philadelphia front office did, and that's making Jalen Hurts look a lot better, too. When you've got playmakers like that around you, it's only going to make you look better. All right, that's Will Hill uh, on deck. We've got Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook Director. I'm going to hit Johnny up with a couple of uh, questions right off the bat. And uh, we'll talk about the quarterback injuries. That's going to be a big issue this week. Josh Allen, Matthew Stafford, Kyler Murray. As a bookmaker, you have to know what's up with these quarterbacks going into Sunday. Johnny Avello on deck.
0: This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Hey, okay, the college basketball season has tipped off. Now's the time to get your copy of our annual betting guide. Over 400 pages, biggest betting guide ever. Odds, trends, power ratings, analysis on every team. Only way to get it is to become a VSIM Pro subscriber. Sign up now for just $99 and get VSIM Pro access to everything we do all the way through the Super Bowl. Sign up today at VSIM.com slash subscribe. There it is on the screen, the 2022-23 College Basketball Betting Guide. It's a monster at 400-plus pages. All right. Will Hill, Matt Eumanns here on the Sunday Bet Prep Show, our NFL preview show for week 10. And let's welcome in Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook Director. And uh, Johnny, it's an eventful week as an odds maker, as a bookmaker with the quarterback issues in the NFL. Let's start in Buffalo with the Vikings-Bills game where the number uh, was as high. I'm not sure at DraftKings if you had it as high as nine and a half uh, or seven and a half was the ceiling for some books. We saw it fall as low as three. Now we're seeing six and a half. Uh, do you believe Josh Allen is going to start for the Bills instead of Case Keenan? And uh, what's it been like uh, booking this game this week?
3: Yeah, Maddie, we, we actually did open up nine and a half. But remember, we put up that look ahead line a couple weeks ahead of time, mm-hmm. and so that was the opener for the for the look ahead line. But when we last Sunday, before you know, it was known that Josh Allen. Uh, was hurt, We we did open the game like eight, we were around eight and a half or so. This game has been all over the place. I mean, like you mentioned, it low as three and a half now six. The line would indicate he's going to play. Um, you know, and I know Josh Allen is one of those guys that you know he he wants to play every single game. He's a, he's a gamer. I understand that. Um, I'm not positive he's going to play yet. Um, I know it looks like he is, but you know we'll we'll just have to monitor this really close. Um, but I don't like our movement at all. I mean, I do not like games that go from nine to three and a half to six. I mean, that's just terrible for the bookmakers.
1: Johnny, if you got word that he was definitely playing, where do you think this line would end up going?
3: It's going to be north to seven. Um, okay. You know, so seven, seven and a half is probably the number. Remember the bills are at home. So the home field alone is worth three to four. And then, you know, then the power ratings, they're, Although the Vikings are having a great year, the Bills are still rated, you know, three four points higher than the Vikings.
1: How do you handle it from your side all week, trying to monitor the news, trying to make sure you hang a fair number, but trying to make sure you don't get beat on the information as well?
3: Well, you said it. How do you handle it? You you stay on top of it. You look at any news. Um, you know, if a fairly significant bet comes in, uh, you certainly look and see if did I miss something. Uh, if sharps are betting it, that usually tells you right away you missed something. So that's that's the only way you can handle it. Uh, you know, we know so much um, only so much and new information is going to come out. And are we going to get it first? Uh, good chances. The answer to that is no. But, you know, we'll try our best.
1: Game that fascinates me is the early one tomorrow morning, Tampa Bay and Seattle. Seattle was lined as like a 5-6 win team before the season. Tampa's supposed to be an 11-win team. Both teams, you know, one team's underachieved, the other is overachieved. At what point do you sort of uh, ignore your preseason expectations and go based on what you've seen on the field, or you can't really do that as a bookmaker?
3: Oh, no. You 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 do that. That's You have to make your adjustments every week. Tampa Bay just yep. hasn't performed well all year long. Lucky to pull out a win last week. Um, if they lost that game last week, this, this line may even be a little bit lower than this. Um, you know, I, I, you know t- kind of uh, hats off to the Seattle organization. I mean, we all thought this team would struggle this year, and they're just finding ways to win. This game's on a neutral field, and I'm sure they're coming in sky high. The Tampa's sure like to get back on track uh, because, you know, they're, they're probably going to end up winning that division by default, but they haven't won it yet and so therefore, you know, they, they have to get out and get play some football and get it going, and, you know, their aspirations are much, much higher than winning a division. This team wants to win another Super Bowl. I don't think that's going to happen, but, um, you know, they, they can certainly – they have time to put it together yet.
1: Are you surprised there's as much sentiment for Tampa this week as there is? Seattle's played so well. Are you surprised with the betting action?
2: Yeah, um, you know, we,
3: we were as high as through – Three on this game. We opened up a little bit lower. Um, now we're getting a push on Tampa, and I think that push is going to continue. So probably see three. You know, everybody's trying not to get to the number again. Uh, you know, we're at two and a half minus twenty, and you know the next move is three even. But I, I think we'll probably end up getting there by the morning. Um, probably lucky for us, this is a early morning start. It'll write a, a fair amount of business, but it won't be the top right game of the day. And kind of glad it's not because, you know, we're hovering around that two-and-a-half, three-number back and forth a couple of times, and that's always a little scary.
1: How about the rest of these quarterbacks? I can't remember a week where there's more uncertainty around the quarterbacks. We talked about Allen. We also have the Rams-Cardinals game with Stafford and Murray, which last I saw, it looks like they both probably won't go. Tannehill looks like he will go. Has been this, like the craziest week in terms of the quarterback uncertainty for
3: you? Yeah. It, it's not uncommon. Uh, well, you know, it, 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 does happen. And, you know, we, we look at a week like this and we see, you know, a lot of quarterbacks are, uh, you know, questionable first in the case of Arizona and in the Rams, maybe both of those quarterbacks ought to sit out even if they were healthy, uh, you know, because there's not much happening on, on both sides there. Um, and maybe a little shaking up might, uh, you know, help the cause of both teams. That's not going to happen. I mean, you won a Super Bowl last year with this guy, and you're, and you're gonna. Uh, he's gonna be out there every single game. And in Arizona's case, uh, you know, the, they the backup certainly not as good as the starter. And um, this team's just trying to find themselves. There still is time for them to perform. But um, yeah, I mean, we we do have weeks like this every year where um, there are quarterbacks that. You know, ha- have an injury, prone to injury, it's going to happen. And, uh, you know, the teams make adjustments on who's going to play, and we watch that closely and make our adjustments.
4: All right, Johnny he- Avello with us. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, just follow DraftKings Sportsbook on Twitter, at DK Sportsbook. Uh, Will Hill, you got one more to fire at, Johnny? Yeah, I was just
1: curious. Has the Allen News impacted the MVP betting market? Are people lining up to bet Mahomes, Hurts, somebody else? I know two has gotten a big move. Has the Allen – news had a ripple effect in terms of the MVP market.
3: Actually, Hurst got a pretty big push this week, um, you know, and, and the reason he did get a big push is because he's having a sensational year and maybe Allen would be out. Now, I don't personally think that the one week's going to make a difference. I just think it's, this is, you know, Allen, Mahomes. It's one of the two of them, I think, when the dust clears. But the betters, you know, they they're, they're looking at guys out there trying to get some Fair prices, and uh, you know, Hurst probably over the last ten days or so was bet pretty good. Um, but you know, you can't take away from an MVP for one week if that's all it's going to be. If Allen didn't play, and you know that we don't know if he is going to play yet or not, but uh, he's still the guy to beat, and he's still the guy that has the most. Mo- I think the last I looked, he probably had about twenty percent of the money on him in that market.
4: Johnny, uh, how about this game in Vegas on Sunday afternoon, Colts and Raiders? Which team is more of a mess? Uh, This number has dropped from 6.5 to 4.5 with uh, the Raiders injuries, and Jeff Saturday is going to be the interim coach for the Colts. How has this game been bet, and uh, which team do you think is more of a mess going into Week 10 here? (laughs)
3: Um, Well, the Colts Colts just – you know, they've been a mess since the beginning and uh-huh. they did win a few games. The Raiders should have won more games, Matt. Um, you know, their their record's really not indicative of how good they are. You're right, there are a lot of injuries this week, certainly on the wide receiver end and uh but they're home I'm gonna go actually go to the game tomorrow. So um it's gonna be my first Raider game this year. I did go to a few last year. I would expect the Raiders come out and defensively play well. Um And most likely, this game probably is a lower scoring game. I don't think it'll be a shootout because any game that Indy's involved in usually isn't. But, um, you know, neither team's not going to make the playoffs, I don't think, um, you know, unless somebody runs the table here. But this is the NFL, and these guys do get paid, and they they do have pride, and they want to show that they're, you know, they can play football. And and certainly the Raiders want to do it in front of the home crowd. Um, so I think I, I expect a good game there tomorrow. I think the Raiders will come out and and play a good one, and you know Derek Carr will show you his his uh, his good side, or at least once in a while he does, and maybe the, tomorrow will be one of those days.
4: Well, how about that, Johnny? Showing up at the game tomorrow as a Raiders optimist. All right, uh, final forty-five seconds here. How about Cowboys-Packers, and the Packers got a lot of problems too. Aaron Rodgers, a four-four and a half point home dog. Uh, how is this game being bet? It. Uh,
3: Right now, we're heavier on the Green Bay side, uh, and I think most of that is because everybody's expecting the Packers to get out of this, um, and I don't know if they are going to get out of it. I mean, the, the team's just in disarray, and uh, it, nothing seems to be working right now, but they're home getting points, and that's where the public is siding right now. So early money, when I say early, it's up you know, leading up to tomorrow when we'll take probably 80% of the action on this game. The uh, the early money this week's
4: been on Green Bay. All right, that's Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook Director. Johnny, thanks for jumping on here Saturday night. Have a great weekend. Thank you, guys. You too. Thanks, Johnny. Always appreciate Johnny Avello taking time out to give us a view from the book as we look ahead to NFL Week 10 on Sunday. Quick break here on the show. Back in a couple minutes with a pro tip that you don't want to miss. And also we're going to preview... Sunday Night Football, this is going to be a good one. Chargers and 49ers in San Francisco uh, back here in uh, three minutes.
2: Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers
3: only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.
0: This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network.
4: Fall sports in full swing. BetRivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts, whether you're a football, hockey or hoops better. BetRivers has you covered. Join every week for new promotions like Tuesday Hockey, First Goal Insurance, Friday Night College Football Bet and Get, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and more. Head to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today. Again, BetRivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com. Matt Eumann's Will Hill back here on the NFL preview show for Week 10. And, uh, Will, we move on to Sunday Night Football And um, I felt like this is a trend for the Chargers for many years. Uh, Fade the Chargers as home favorites, play them as road dogs. And they're in the road dog role Sunday night against a a team that I think the betting public is going to expect a lot out of offensively in the second half of the season after the Christian McCaffrey acquisition. We've seen the number tick up from 7 to 7.5 here in the past couple days. 49ers laying 7.5 against a beat-up Chargers team.
1: Well, when you said this is a recurring theme with the Chargers, I thought you're going to mention the injuries because it yeah. seems like year in, year out, there's nobody that's more beat up with key player after that's key player too. than the yeah. Chargers. Mm-hmm. And I, I look, when I first saw this line, I think I'm like most people like, wow, that's a lot of points to be laying to a Chargers team that has Herbert, that has a lot of talent. But the more you look, boy, there's a lot of injuries for the Chargers. There's injuries in bad spots. They're bad at tackle, which look, you're going to have to block Bosa. That's dangerous. The 49ers finally all have had their ducks in a row here with McCaffrey, Debo, Samuel. They're off of a bye. So I understand the move to the 49ers. I can't lay the seven and a half. I do think the Niners are a good teaser piece. I did play this, the Niners in the contest at the seven. I would expect the 49ers to win here. Um, I just think that the, the Chargers linebackers really have trouble covering. And you know Shanahan, he's going to make uh, their life miserable with all of his misdirection, all of his speed. I like the 49ers going forward. To me, the 7.5 is a, is a touch too high. If you're looking for a team to knock off Philly, I mean, I think 49ers have a little bit of everything. is a serviceable quarterback. They have weapons. They have pass rushers. If I expect the 49ers to win, I would tease it. I wouldn't play the
4: 7.5. I'm with you there. I'm not going to lay the number, but I do have the Niners on a teaser as well. and uh, I think that's the best way to play it. Which 49ers team is uh, the one we're going to see in the second half of the season, Will? The one that got blown out at home uh, by the Chiefs a couple of weeks ago? Uh, I guess three weeks ago? Or the one that went to L.A. and blew out the Rams two weeks ago? Because I think a lot of people were stunned, including me, uh, to see the 49ers get taken to the woodshed by the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs did play their A game that day, and Mahomes threw for 423 yards. But this is supposed to be an elite San Francisco defense, and Mahomes took it apart. Now, the Niners did regroup the next week and went to L.A. and uh, beat up the Rams. Which team do you think we're going to see in the second half of the season uh, in terms of San Francisco?
1: Yeah, it's funny. You mentioned that Chiefs game in the 49ers, if you remember. They were up 10 nothing. the 49ers, yeah. were right off the bat. And then the Chiefs just ran them out of the building. Yep. I mean, look, it's the NFL. The truth is usually somewhere in between. Like I said, though, I'm pretty high on this team. I think if there's a team that can give Philly fits with their pass rush, with their weapons... You know, Shanahan gets a little tight in big games in terms of game management. We saw that in the Super Bowl. We saw that last year against the Rams where he punted basically like fourth and an inch in plus territory. So um, I'm high on this team. I think they're really good. It would not be shock- I would not be shocked at all if they're in the NFC Championship game if they're in the Super Bowl. I think this is a really good team.
4: Okay, now how about the Chargers? Because, again, once again this year, I was talking to Vinny Mayulo about this over the summer. I said it's amazing to me that every year, every summer, Uh, The Chargers become a hot team with the Sharps in in terms of the futures market. They bet their win total over, bet them to win the division, to win the conference, to win the Super Bowl. And every year, like you said, the Chargers get beat up with injuries. They underachieve. It's like clockwork, and it's happened again. Uh, So now we're talking about, again, Keenan Allen. Uh, Looks like he's not going to play for the Chargers. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen have been out. Justin Herbert's been without his top wide receivers. Uh, Rashawn Slater, the stud left tackle, out. Uh, So they got a lot of problems in terms of injuries on the offense. And the defense has been banged up, too. They make a big-money acquisition in terms of free agency in the offseason to get J.C. Jackson from the Patriots. He's done for the season. And he was was underperforming before the season-ending injury two weeks ago. Uh, So where do you think the Chargers are headed? Are they going to be a playoff team? And I also want to get your take on Brandon Staley because we're talking about Uh, assessing coaches in the NFL and some of the guys I think are the worst. Uh, The more I watch Brandon Staley, the less I like him.
1: Yeah. He went from boy wonder last year to boy blunder this year. I don't know. I would think he'd be back next year. And of course it depends on what happens this year. If they make the playoffs, he'll probably be back. But would you be shocked if they missed the playoffs and then he's not not the coach next year? I I wouldn't be shocked either. And, And, you know, you were starting to get this time of the year where you look at the second half of the season they're not a lot to make the playoffs, and it's it just it's really hard to win games when you don't have your best players. I mean, Herbert was playing with banged-up ribs. No Williams, no Allen. You mentioned all the injuries. Uh, you got teams like the Jets, the Bengals. Um, it, it's a crowded wild-card picture, so it's not impossible they miss the playoffs. I think tomorrow is actually a, a huge game. Not that they'll win tomorrow, but uh, if you lose tomorrow, if you can steal the win tomorrow, you're in pretty good shape to make the playoffs. If they don't, it's probably going to come down to the last week of the season, that type of thing where you know they either make it or miss it by a game, and I wouldn't be shocked if they missed the playoffs since Daly's not the coach next year.
4: Chargers 5-3. and three. Uh, They were lucky to get that win at Atlanta. The Falcons really effed up the end of that game and uh, kind of handed it to the Chargers, but they, they're 5-3. and three. They have a point differential uh, will of minus 22, uh, even though they're two games over and they're... Uh, one game back of the Chiefs in the AFC West and we thought this was going to be the deepest, best division in the NFL and it was going to be a four horse race it's a two horse race and the Chargers as the second horse are starting to fade and I think uh, they're going to be out of the race before you know it. Do you agree?
1: Yeah, none of us really know anything, right? We sit here all spring and all summer sure. talking about these games and these teams, and like three, four weeks and later, it's like, well, that was wrong. This was wrong. <laughs> the AFC East is really good. The NFC East is really good. So, yeah, you bring up a good point. This, uh, this did not live up to the hype. And a deeper issue with the Chargers, in, in a league where all these games are so close, now the Rams did it last year, but it's just so hard to win when you have no home field advantage. You mm. basically play... Nine road games and eight neutral games or vice
4: versa. You just don't have a home field advantage. It's very hard to win the close games that way. And not only that, one of the Chargers home games is against the Rams, which is yeah. essentially a road game. Right. Uh, and I was talking about that. If you were betting the Chargers season win total, I thought you had to play it under uh, because they don't have a home field advantage, and uh, that's starting to play out. But, well, they're 5-3. and three. They're in decent shape, but we'll, we'll see where they go from here. All right, that's the team in the AFC West. One more look at the NFC West. Because the uh, Seahawks, the surprising leaders at six and three, a uh, game and a half up on the uh, 49ers of four and four, you got the Rams at three and five and the Cardinals at three and six. Well, I don't think there's much hope for the Rams or the Cardinals, uh, but I would not be surprised to see the 49ers overtake the Seahawks in the second half. How about you?
1: No, wouldn't be surprised at all. I, I would expect the runner-up to get a playoff spot. Again, mm-hmm. you got to start looking at teams like the Giants. The Cowboys are going to get in, so. Uh, Remember, the Seahawks beat the Giants head-to-head, so they'll have a tiebreaker, but I would agree. I would favor the 49ers. Wouldn't be shocked if the the Seahawks got to, like, 10 or so wins. Tomorrow will go a long way to determining that. Uh, I don't know if it's still up, but earlier in the week, I gave this out, and I couldn't believe it was still up there. There's some great value on these updated season win totals. The Rams were sitting at eight wins just a couple days ago. I don't know if they pulled it with the uncertainty with Stafford, but... The Rams are 3-5. and five. You, They have to go 6-3 and three to beat you. Mm-hmm. They still have road games at the Chiefs, at the Chargers, which I know is the same building, but at the Packers, at the Saints, who I know those aren't good teams, but when you're the Rams, everything's tough. They have to play Seattle twice. Uh, if you can still find the Rams to get under eight wins, that would be one I would definitely
4: play. I agree with you there. Now, I hope the Rams pick up a win on Sunday because uh, I have used them as a contest play against the Cardinals. We're going to talk about that game more uh, later in the show. Will, let's finish up the uh, first hour tonight with a pro tip. Bet like a pro. I want to get your take on this. I always say see through the media hype to find value in numbers. And uh, I've said this a lot about Gonzaga and college basketball. Now, it's going to apply to the NFL on this show. See through the media hype to find value in numbers. The media exaggerates how good or bad teams are, so maintain a steady approach to your handicapping You know, you don't want to over-adjust teams one way or another. I want you to tell me, in terms of that pro tip, which NFL teams you think uh, might be uh, a little bit exaggerated by the media right now in terms of how good or how bad they are. I think the, the Seahawks,
1: I don't think we've caught up to how good they are. So that's one where I don't think their number's adjusted. And you bring up a great point. It's a great pro tip because Alan Boston, the famous college basketball better, is famous for watching games, but watching them with no sound so the broadcasters don't influence his opinion on the team. So I think it's great information.
4: Hmm. Uh, let me ask you this. Are the Packers as bad as uh, the media is making them out uh, to be right now? You seem to indicate no. No, they're not good
1: by any means. They're disappointing, but they're just like an average team that where you know the ball is not bounced their way. They could easily be like 500, but they're not a good team. They're just in the middle.
4: Are the Cowboys as good as the media is hyping them up to be right now? I like Dallas for once they have uh, a defense,
1: yeah. their, their offense is going to get better. I kind of like Dallas, and they're in the role of the sleeper for a change, which will be interesting.
4: There are two things about the Cowboys you got to like, uh, at least two things. Micah Parsons, who is the leader of that Dallas defense, and Tony Pollard has really stepped up, yes. I think, as a, a big-time running back. It's not about Zeke Elliott all the time. All right, back for hour number two here in a few minutes. Paul Bovee, professional sports better. Stay tuned for that.
0: Football season is just getting warmed up on VEASAN. Vison Pro subscribers get access to the best betting talent in the game. Analyzing the trends, finding value, digging into pro tips and pro tools, and tracking all those picks. If you haven't signed up yet, V. You haven't signed up yet, V. You haven't signed up yet, v- You haven't signed up yet, v- you haven't signed up yet. WORK.